This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. About time we do a podcast up in this PR, as they say. What's up, Al? Jerry, earlier today we played a clip of uh, Moose from uh, the Moose Show, Moose and Maggie. He was uh, co-hosting with uh, Sal Akata. Yeah. And Moose told the story about his uh, four-year-old son uh, using the bathroom and asking his dad, Moose, if he, if the son, if he had a large penis. Right. And you know, Moose was stunned by this question, as uh, as you might imagine. I was wondering, you have two uh, sons. Do they ever ask any uh, weird questions like that no, of you? Never. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to say in that. I mean, I I would I would have told the kid it was n- normal size. I think you answer that question by saying it's average. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Right. That's what I would say. Got a long way to go, my man. Who knows? I, I would say it's not too big. It's not too small. It's the perfect size. It's that it's, you want it to be. It's what it is. <laughs> right. It is what it is. Yeah, I don't um that was uh it was interesting. <laughs> That's yeah. <for> sure. <laughs> right, especially a four year old. Yeah. Asking. I mean... You know, is what it is. I mean, for a four-year-old to ask, that's about the age they get very inquisitive, I guess. Maybe even three, they might start getting really? like that. Yeah, I would say so. They start asking, but I that question has never been asked. But he actually, he knew the, the word to use was penis. Yeah, I think, that's a good question, because I don't know. Now that you say that, I don't. Yeah, know. I don't. Hmm. They must hmm. teach that because like we, I called it a blooper when I was little. Oh, good lord! That's what we would call it in, in my house. No, I think now that I'm thinking about it, one, you know, once they start talking, they're out of diapers. Yeah, you do have those conversations, not about the size, but I mean, you do. They do ask those questions, right? So yes, I don't think that we came up with any weird term. We said what it was. You used the term penis, not blooper. We did not say blooper. Hmm. I wonder <laughs> <Right>. why. Right. <laughs> blooper, right. Whatever, dude. So, yes, that's the kind of neat. I said to Eddie he played the game wrong, though. If he really wanted to play the game and manipulate it, he should have taken the word daddy out of it to where it was just Mark saying, do I have, to Sal. Oh, I see, because we were trying to figure out, we were trying to quiz you, Jerry, as to what the conversation could have been about right. for Moose to say, do I have a big penis, Daddy? Correct, but it started with Daddy, and if Eddie would have taken that part out and left the rest in, I don't know what the hell I would have said. Oh, I see. Yes, by uh, by leaving in the word Daddy in the clip, it made it see we we knew it was his well, his uh, young boy. Well, and especially knowing he's got kids, and right. knowing having listened to the show enough. He always references his kids talking to him and always says, Daddy. So it was very obvious okay. what it was. Now, if you said, you know, Mark Melusis and Sal Licata had a conversation yesterday and Mark asked this question, I don't know what I would have said. Right. You would have not, it wouldn't have been as clear. No, it would not have been as clear. And I probably would have said the same thing, but perhaps not. Hmm. Who All knows? Right. Uh, then I was looking on, uh, I follow uh, Kevin Clancy of uh, Barstool Sports on Twitter. and he... KFC? Well, KFC, and he tweeted out a uh, a link to YouTube version of his podcast. Oh, okay. And he said, uh, "If you're if you're like join the rest of the world, we're now watching podcasts." And I thought, so I wrote back. I said, "I, I thought people listen to podcasts, you know, because people 
people that listen to podcasts tend to listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, right. And uh, in fact, some people listen to podcasts in one and a half times speed. Some people at two times speed. So when he, I said, I didn't think we were watching podcasts. And he said, uh, get it together. It's not 1997, you old fuck. I think it's... <laughs> Wow. What he wrote to me. <laughs> and, uh, but I was confused by that. I didn't know we were. Well, Joe Rogan's is a video podcast on Spotify, as you know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like, uh, imagine, like, I, where do you. Here's what I think. Find the time to watch a podcast and why? I have no idea. What are you I watching? Think... Two people talk to each other? I mean, in, in, in fairness, that's what we do from six to ten. Every I know. Week. I'm with you, though, but. I think a lot of people have, because YouTube is free, and I think it's another way for people to call their online internet show a podcast. And I think they're putting it online, hoping that they create an audience. And it's hard, because, you know, you get lost real quick unless you have a big audience to pull from or to advertise or post to. I don't know who's watching these, because I do think if you go to YouTube, and I'm right now my feet are up on the desk and I'm not taking them down, um, less five hours has been five hours, so I'm going to mm-hmm. chill out for a minute. I think if you go to YouTube and you put podcast in, I think you'll be amazed how many come up and how many come up with, you know, not many views. Yeah. Well, you'll even get, like, there's a there's a lot of things, like like when, when uh, Fez of Ron and Fez passed away the other day and I went to uh, YouTube to pull up some some clips and segments with Fez. Yeah. Uh, none of them were on video. They were all on YouTube, but it was just like a still photo where the video should be, sure. and then it was the audio of all the bits. Well, doesn't YouTube have their own music channel now, too? Like, can't I put YouTube music on my phone yes. where I'd have access to all the video clips that are audio yeah, only? Yeah, they have uh, the streaming service. Yeah, see, that could be part of it, too. It's another way to get your stuff out on another platform, I guess. But I know, like, Joe Rogan's full video podcast is just on Spotify now. Like, not, that's not even on YouTube anymore. Right, right, right. They put clips up, though. Sure, to kind of lure you to the podcast. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, like it just seems like there's so many podcasts now and people are listening to so many of them that you can't imagine sitting down and watching one. It would You, you can't get any of your other stuff done that you're getting done while listening to podcasts, like exercising, driving. Well, the other thing, though, and you bring up Rogan, or I did, or you did, whoever, is that really a podcast, though, or is it a radio show? It's three hours. Yeah. I mean, I always thought a podcast was a quick 15, 20 minutes, we'll do it every day or every other day, quick hitter, do it while you're running your errands, whatever, you keep downloading it to your phone. Like, Joe Rogan is doing an all-out show. Yes. It, that's not a podcast. Well, I think I, the thing that makes it a podcast is it's it, it's only on demand. So yeah, but, it's not done live. But so, it, I guess, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, I, to me, I look at our radio station as a gigantic podcast now, too, the way people consume media. Right. You want to listen to the Boomer and Geo show now, in about 15 minutes, you can, it's going to be on your phone. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know. I, the whole thing is to be lost, but it's for another time, I guess. Everyone wants to be everything. Radio shows want to be podcasts. Podcasts want to be radio shows. I just radio, want to do radio shows show. want to be TV shows. Podcasts want to be TV shows. I'd like to expand our show. That's what I'd like to do. Singers want to be athletes. Athletes want to be singers. I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. I'd like the warm-up show to be two hours, not one. Two? I yeah. don't think I could fill that time, Jerry. Yes, you could. You know you could. I like one hour. One hour is perfect. All radio shows should be one hour. All radio shows and all podcasts. It's too expensive only because we've set the bar as to what that pays. Well, yeah, I mean, I, let's be honest, I don't want to make nothing. Right, but you're telling me certain guys wouldn't take a quarter of their salary to do one hour? I don't know if they would, because I think part of the commitment to doing the show is it's part of your day. Yeah. Whether you do one hour, like I've thought of this. So let's say you've got a, let's say you've got a five-hour show, like which is really long. Yes. So like, so all right, so Evan and Craig are two to seven. Now, I know there's Yankee games, but a lot of days, they're 2 to 7. They are a full five hours. Let's say the radio station comes to them and says, we're going to cut you guys off at 6 o'clock from now on. Mm. Or we're going to start you at 3 because that really starts drive time. There's no reason for you guys to start at 2. Right. Are they really going to say, no problem, just give us one-fifth of our salary? Or four-fifths of our salary? And take that 18% pay cut because they're not working the full show? Yeah, I don't know. 
No, I wouldn't. I mean, you're still coming in. You're still doing a long show. You know, so it's it's a weird, it's a tricky one. Yeah, it is a tricky one. It's a tricky one. I'm, I'm curious how it goes down the road. How all this stuff goes down the road. I'm what radio what the turns into is in three years? To yeah, be with you, right? I have no idea. I don't either. I'm not sure what it is a year from now. I don't know what anything is, Jerry. Uh, no, me neither. I think I wrote to you once before. I don't know about. I don't know much about anything anymore. I really don't. And you once saying to me, "Don't know much about history. Don't know much, but geography. Don't know much about science book. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love you." You were saying, oh my "God," and what I knew that, that if you loved me too. What a wonderful world it would be. What year was that? 1960? <laughs> Maybe if I'm lucky. That might have been in the 50s, Jerry. It might have been. That's funny. Jerry, it's time to do a rest in peace for oh. former porn star Victoria Paris. Do I know who this is? Well, she was uh, a porn star in the late 90s. She passed away at 60 years old, uh, battled cancer. But she was one of the porn stars that, like in the 90s, Porn was still not as as uh, prolific as it is now. Like now, there's just a million different men and women in porn. Back then, there used to be porn stars. And I don't right, know if right, we have right. porn stars anymore, Jerry. You're right. Only sixty. Wow. She was only sixty. Uh, she did more than one hundred X-rated films. It's hmm. a lot. Now, I did. See, I do see in in reading some of this, she. Uh, she worked with her husband on some film. So I did see that a lot, especially in the 90s. There were a lot of porn couples. Like they were married and they uh, were also both in pornography. I guess how could you not be? Like it's such a weird way to make a living. Yeah. She had a degree in nutrition, Jerry, from Montana State University before relocating to Los Angeles. Los Angeles. She worked part-time as a secretary mud wrestler, and nude model before her first film in 1988 called Girls of Double D7. Hmm. Yeah. Large. Yep, she won uh, the Best New Starlet Award in 1990. Okay. And what kind of cancer did she have? That's so hard. doesn't say, Jerry. Let me see. Man. Mm -hmm. Really sad. Yeah, it's just very sad, Jerry. She's very so young. First of all, I was also thinking too. If she's she just passed away at sixty, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be fifty two next month. Yeah, that means we, her, and I only had an eight year difference. Correct. But so. I feel like back then those porn stars were so much older than me. Well, they were doing different things and a lot more mature than you were at that time. That's true. You know, in 1990, you were 21, still finding yourself. She was 29 and finding a lot of. Um, Wiener. <laughs> Let's be honest. Correct. You guys were at different stages of your lives. We were. So it's just like like I'm I'm uh, Boomer's the same age as her. So Boomer is sixty, and I'm I'll be fifty two. Boomer seemed like like he was an NFL player, and I was like someone watching NFL games. Like I felt like we were years and years apart, not just eight years apart. It's like a different maturity level. Yes. Is that a right way to... I mean, you're that a mature right person, way. but... I am now. It's just different professionally. Yeah, I don't think I was a mature person back then. Right. Exactly. Not when you were watching Boomer play. Or Victoria Paris in pornography. But you make a great point, though, because... And this comes back to now our business. Like, we criticize and critique these guys, same difference, and some of them are 21 years old. And we oh, yeah. treat them like they're these, you know... Athletes, you mean? Yeah, like they're this well-oiled machine, like they know what they're doing, how to handle certain situations. You're 52, I'm 47. There are still situations I don't know how to handle. Correct. And yet we put microphones and cameras in front of these kids, and then we wonder why they say stupid things. What was like when I was I started watching that um, Malice at the Palace uh, yeah. documentary, and Jermaine O'Neal is like twenty years old. In Correct. That when <laughs> he's a child, yeah, and he says he's you know getting you know you go from being um, the top athlete in your at your school in the league or whatever it is, and then you go to the NBA and you're fourth best on your team. 
or for, like he said, whatever position like they he don't has. need you. Yeah, right, right, right. It's so true, and yeah. And, but and we look at them like they're these big figures that know what they're doing, and and they don't know what they're kids. They're really, like Naomi Osaka, we talked about today. She's twenty three. She's only six years older than my older son. Yeah, who I still look at as you know, he's, he's a kid. He's you know, he's seven, going to be seventeen. And we're sitting there, like, burying her as she's sitting there staring at all these faces. And it's, it's just, I don't think most of us understand what it feels like or what it looks like. Right. That's what I would think. I think you're right, Jerry. Me too. Florida man. Ew. This comes to us from Tampa, Florida, as covered by WFLA Channel 8 or the radio station 970 WFLA. It doesn't say which one. It just okay. says WFLA. Yeah. A Florida man pleaded guilty to embezzling more than $12.8 million from a nonprofit that he was working at. That's terrible. He spent the overwhelming majority of that $12.8 million on an adult website. Why? (laughs) 59-year-old man, he was the accounting manager for University Medical Service Association, a nonprofit providing staffing and support to the University of South Florida's healthcare enterprise. Hmm. He took $12.8 million over two years and used it on a porno website. I, I You got to help me out here. Yes. How does someone spend $6 million a year on pornography? They really like pornography, no, I guess. No, come on. I know. It's crazy, right? There's got to be more to it. Well, it looks like that. he was buying some of the girls on the website to trips to Disney... Oh, so it was personal travel, rent, okay. chartered yachts, wedding so costs. He was basically paying for the girls. Yeah, sounds it's like more it. More than pornography. Okay, yeah, it sounds like it, Jerry. I got it. And it says, in fact, one of the women on the he was interacting with a woman on the site believed to be his stepson's fiance. Oh God! <laughs> but it looks like they were in on some sort of uh, thing together, where he was spending money on the website that she was getting. People are sick, man. Yeah. People are sick. Why do you look at yourself in the mirror? I really, I, like, I don't understand that. You go to bed at night. How do you feel good about yourself? What, for embezzling $12 million and spending it on porno All websites? Everything you just said. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on, bro. Mm. Sick. sick. Yeah, people. very sick, Jerry. Jerry, who was your favorite porn star growing up? I don't think I had one. You didn't have one? No, that was not easy to come by in my house. Right. Like, that was not, I didn't have a basement, mm-hmm. so I don't know that there was really ever, and I, I've told you this story before, that I want to say I was probably, I had a friend of mine who would, what just happened? Why is my, something's going on here. Mm. I hear some uh, CBS Sports Network behind you, Jerry. Where is that coming from, though? I don't know. That was weird. Anyhow, you were telling us about your pornography. Where is that coming from, Al? I don't know. I hear it coming from your house, so it's, I don't. I don't hear it. CBS Sports Network. Oh, you know what it is? My Zoom call is still up. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. So okay. So real quick, I know. I think I've told you this before. If I haven't, if I did, stop me. If I haven't, all told. right. So I had a friend of mine who. His parents were, they just worked a lot. They were one owned a business and his mom worked as well. They weren't around a lot. So it was easy for him to, using his cousin, he would get subscriptions to Playboy and Hustler, I, I think it was. So Two he, extremes he would, there. What's that? One extreme to the other. Yes, he had both. Or maybe, you know what? I'm sorry. No, it was Playboy and Penthouse, yeah. not Hustler. Playboy and Penthouse. And so he knew he was getting the mail every day, Monday through Saturday. So it was never an issue when they arrived. He could always get them. And I'll never forget that he would always say, hey, do you want you want them? I'm like, no, I don't because in my house, where? No. So one time he gave me one. He goes, you got to look at this one. So he gives it to me in a brown bag and he's like, take it home. He goes, just get it back to me next week. I'm like, okay, fine. So I get home and of course, you know, my mom, my mom was always around. She didn't work too much until I got to high school. And so I'll never forget it. I think it was a Friday. So she was home. I went right upstairs, and I put the the bag and the magazine in my closet in a bin that I had in my closet that I kept certain uh, things. I had jerseys. I had baseball cards, all sorts of things in this. I put it, like, in the right corner, and I slipped down to the bottom as best I could. And I will never forget the next day. 
and random. And there's no way they had any clue that that magazine was there. I'll never forget the next morning. My mom comes to wake me up, and she says, I was probably 10 or 11. I'm nervous. She comes and she says, all right, rise and shine. Let's go. We're doing spring cleaning today. Like, okay. She goes, we're going to start in your room. Like, oh, okay. My father comes up, and he never did these things. And it was like, we're tearing your room apart, and we're going to give close to charity. And they had this big, like, epiphany that we had to, you know, donate stuff. And they were like, I'll never forget them talking. Who's going to take the closet? I'm like, what? (laughs) The one day, I'm like, I'll do the closet. And they were like, fine, no problem. You got the closet. And it's like, from that point forward, I'm like, I'm good. I remember I got that thing out of the house. I'm like, don't ever give this to me again. Right, you don't want to risk it again. No, it was no point. Maybe I was 12. I forget how old I was, but I was 11 or 12, some in that range. And I've never forgot. I mean, and it was, Al, when I tell you it was totally random, It because they didn't look at me what I was doing in the closet. It was random. And the next weekend they did my brother's room, and the next weekend they did the dad. It was really funny. Hmm. So, no, I didn't I didn't have a favorite. I didn't know where to put any of that stuff. I had a, a, a one favorite porn star in the late 90s or mid to late 90s. Her name was Raquel Darian. Okay. What she was so special was little, about her? She was just stunning, Jerry. Okay. Raquel, just stunning. Is she still alive? She is still alive, yeah. Still doing pornography, probably. I not. don't believe so. Because she'd probably be in her 60s, right? Uh, late Probably 50s? late 50s. Yeah. Raquel okay. Darian. I remember Ra- one time when I was living in Florida, she was appearing at a strip club. Did you go see her? Uh, me and my friend Paul did go, but not to see her. We just went to ogle from farther away. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't interact with her. I would be too nervous, Jim. Have you ever gotten a picture with a stripper? No. Like a lot of guys do. <laughs> no, I, I don't do that. You ever gone to the stripper conventions? No, I have not. The no. adult film conventions? Nope. No, too awkward. In, where is that? Metuchen? Is that where they are at? <laughs> the, oh, yeah. At Raritan Center in That's Metuchen. It. Yeah. Where they have all those no, conferences? No, I'm not doing that. I like when you see the billboards on the turnpike. Yes. It's pretty funny, actually. Triple X X, uh, Erotica Expo. Yes. And those places are packed, by the way. Yeah. Do you remember, real quick, I know i got to go here. Do you remember, it's probably five or six years ago, Mm -hmm. when one of the salespeople came to us and asked us if we would go and endorse it? Yes. And I remember we both turned it down. And I went home, and like days or weeks later, I told my wife, and she's like, "Why'd you turn it down?" She goes, "We could have, we could have goofed on that. That would have been fun." I'm like, "You're kidding me!" <laughs> all right, can, can I call him back? Yeah, we're all go. in for an endorsement. <laughs> would have been fun. Oh yeah. Anyway, speaking of fun, Jerry, warm-up show, very fun. Why don't we do that now, and we'll meet back here tomorrow at 5 a.m. on a Wednesday, Jerry. What do you say about that? Works Hmm? for me. Can I interest you in that, Jerry Recco? Middle of the week, sir. All right. We'll see you uh, tomorrow, then. Until then, enjoy the warm-up show on repeat. See you. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. A couple of minutes after 5 o'clock, Tuesday, 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 along with the master himself, the Eddie Scazzeri. I've got Al Chris Dukes hanging out, like, along the way. Al, what's up? Good morning, sir. Good morning, Jerry. I saw uh, Eddie right before we went on, like, p- p- pulling wires, and I was like, oh, boy, what are we, what is the well, one day he was in here fiddling with the cameras, now I saw him, he was had, like, a piece of equipment turned around where wires yeah, are. Yeah, someone left. Uh, their unit hooked uh, connected mm. to the unit that I needed to connect to, oh. so I could connect to the other studio, but not the Boomer and Geo studio. And Eddie see. figured it out literally out nice. with thirty seconds to go. Nailed it. Yeah, 
Not bad. Jerry, I listened in uh, the Brian McKeon. Uh, How'd that f- go? Filled in. So my thing, what I'm going to do this week, Jerry, is I'm going to listen to all of the uh, the people getting their first shots at uh, WFAN stardom on the overnight. I guess they'll be on from like uh, 2 till uh, 5. Right. At a minimum. Uh, maybe 12 to 5. I don't know how long they're going. but uh, So I'm going to listen to the 3 to 4 o'clock hour. One full hour. And I listened to Mr. Brian McKeon uh, this morning, Jerry. For the full hour. For the full hour. Listen nice. for the full hour. I will say I never, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to tune in is I love to hear people struggle on the air. I'm telling you it's not going to happen. So this guy did not struggle at all, and I was impressed with that. Yeah, I, I do not anticipate that. Really? No, I don't. I mean, I think, you see, you got to remember one thing, and this is just my opinion. All right. I think the idea of struggling to get through three hours or whatever is not going to happen for this reason. Even if there's no one on the line, you have got, and forget hockey and forget even the Nets, you've got the Mets, you've got the Yankees, you've got the Jets, you've got the Giants, and you've got stuff happening with the Knicks. You have five pro teams that you can discuss, not to mention any team in the NFL if you're so inclined to do an NFL segment. There is no reason that someone that has a good sports base of knowledge should not be able to get through three hours by themselves simply based on if you just picked one sport, one team at a time, and went five, six minutes at a clip, you should be able to get through it as long as you know what you're talking about. Now, I do think it's different when it's just a generic sports talk show host that really doesn't know what they're talking about, and all of a sudden they're relying on phone calls. Then they're in trouble. It's kind of like if you're going to break down the Met game last night, but you didn't see the Met game. You could go off the box score, but you really didn't see what happened. You're not going to give too much. If you watch the game, you could pick almost every inning apart and get through, you know, segments that way. So I don't anticipate any of these guys struggling to get through. The question for me is, is it entertaining or different? So, Al, I present to you, was Brian McKeon entertaining or different? Um, I, well, that's the thing that I wrote down after I wrote down Brian McKeon down on my notes. I wrote, what do you do to stand out? What if you were competing against the other guys this week for a job? What if you were competing against the world? Sure, the world. And that, I can tell you this, you need something to separate yourself I don't know what it is. I know. It's tough. But you need something. Because it can't be fake or phony. Right. It's not easy. It really isn't. Like, anybody can be a run-of-the-mill talk show host. Correct. There's plenty of us out there. I do that from uh, 5 to 6 every day. No, I think what we do is a little different, but I understand what you're saying. Um, It's how do you stand out without looking like a fool? And I can't tell you now, like, who, who has stood out. Over the years, like, I, I don't know that I can, other than I always go back to Jim Rome in the late 90s. It was something different than what was being done on the radio. I think Pharrell did something very different than what was being done on the radio or sounding like. But I don't know anymore, like, what do you do? I don't know what don't these guys do, men or women, Jerry. I'm a, I love everyone. Uh, I don't know what you would do to stand out in the year 2021. I don't either. I really don't because there's not a whole lot you can do in terms of being a shock jock. Right. Um, that's become very difficult to do in a you know respected way, if you will, or an ex- or an accepted way. Um, you know, being a sports expert is no longer good enough anymore. So that doesn't really work. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a great question. It used yeah. to be if you could get the A-list guest, that was a big deal. I don't know that that is anymore because nope. of social media. Um, good question. Yeah. I heard he had, he took a, a couple calls. Uh, one was Robin Lake success. Enough. This is not your radio station. No one cares. You've been a fan since 1968. Man, I wish you were around in the Ugh. late 90s when we had this, like the overnight. We yeah. had... I mean, I, it's so funny. I could sit there and start going through the names and where they were from. Well, it's a, still the same Every thing. night. Still the same thing. It is. The names are different. The names are different. The names are different. But it's the same concept. It's like it's stupid. And I guess, you know, these shows, like um, 
hosts are paid based on a shift, right? And a shift can be five hours or four oh, sure, hours, yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's usually the same whether you do an hour, well, not in our case, uh, whether you do an hour or four hours, it's the same, yeah. Yeah. I would rather be like, let's just throw a whole bunch of dudes on, men and women, Jerry, I'm going to love everyone, uh, on the overnight instead of one person for five hours. I don't yeah, know, Jerry. Can't something, we need something, Jerry. Cannot afford that. We need something here. Well, and that's and then, then that's the type of person that would say, why even do it in the overnight, which is not a good thought either. Hmm. Live said, Probably if I ran this place, I'd probably be like, I'd probably be cutting... I'd be slashing things left and right. I'd be like, no weekend programming. We sign off. Oh, you would have been the perfect person to fill in after Mark then. <laughs> I mean, it goes that, uh, uh, at nighttime, I would put a talk show host on at night till like 10 and then run a network or whatever. So you don't want anybody five. on after the games? Um, no, not necessary. Wow. I don't even want the games. Like if I was running a radio I know, station, see, I wouldn't but, put the games on. But here's the fundamental problem again yeah. with you is you're not a sports fan. No, I'm just saying, in general, like the sports business, right? But see, being play, I, but it, running play by play is a losing. Like we probably, and I don't know this, we probably lose money carrying the Yankees. Oh, that could be. I don't know. I, that I'm not. Uh, that I'm not arguing with. I'm just saying, we, me and you are different types of people. Yes. Like I still like the sports format. You don't. Like you. You <laughs> should be. You should be programming 1027 back in the day. That's the type of radio station talk. you want. You want a guy talk, no sports, shock jocks. Right. I'm not into that. You are. I want shock jocks, Jerry, 24-7. Like, I wouldn't listen to your station. Oh, is that right, Jerry? I wouldn't. We would kick your ass. I wouldn't, though. No, I wouldn't. No, we would do, Jerry, attack people every day. Great. And if no one hears it, like no one heard sports guys in the morning. (laughs) How dare you? I'm going to tell Craig you said that. Back in the day. Why? He said it himself. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I was over there a couple of days. Sports guys. I did. I went to 1027 a few days when right. uh, Pharrell was doing it. One of the things that when I was listening to the uh, Brian McKeon, Jerry, yeah. I, I, I got a taste of what I'm in for come September. And that okay. is the offensive line calls. They were <laughs> showing up again. Well, they're I writing articles about it, Al. believe it, Jerry. Yeah. I'm, I'm in for this again. And Brian McKeon, talk show host extraordinaire, he, was even, he said the Giants have... One of the worst bottom, like two in the league, offensive lines. Well, I, I, I'm not taking your calls this year. I'm Paul just Schwartz not. Paul Schwartz wrote an article about it the other day. Paul Schwartz did. Yeah. I'm not. Listen, I'm gonna do something where I have to block every offensive line call. I can't take it. I just can't. May have Eddie take the calls. All right, Eddie, you're taking all the offense. You know what I want to do is, you know, like when you call like a bank or something now, you never get a direct person first. It says <laughs> yes. like, it takes a half hour. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want for FAN calling lines. Where you call and you go, you've reached the Boomerang Geo Show. If you want to talk about the offensive line, press one. And, and then, then you it can will just d- let them go. Disconnect you. <laughs> if you wanted to talk about the Jets, press two. And then I would know like what I'm getting myself into before I go to the calls. <laughs> that would be so you have a screening process for the screener. Yes. That right works. before you get to a person. Hey, maybe you can create a new app for radio oh. stations all over the country Ooh. and become rich and then just go move to Barbados. Oh my goodness, Jerry. Now we're talking. See? Let's get on this. Al's call screening app. <laughs> You got oh, five hundred state. How many stations in the country? Hundreds, right? Maybe thousands. If you're just calling to agree with the host and parrot back what he said, he or she said, press three. <laughs> then it disconnects you, or sends you to the AM signal, <laughs> whatever's on that. Yeah, whatever we're putting on AM signals. <laughs> yeah, so I'm uh, not looking funny. forward to these offensive line giant I hear you. season calls. Well, not we for nothing. You know how you do don't, you know how you won't get those. How's that, Jerry? Is if the Giants win games like they're supposed to, because here's where you're going to get offensive line calls. Yeah, when the quarterback's getting killed and they're zero and three for like the eighth straight season. Well, you're gonna get it for you're gonna get it when the quarterback's getting killed and when Saquon Barkley runs for like nine yards a game. Right, but if you get a season because everybody thinks, and I think even G is on it, is saying that it's going to be the Giants' season. Like everybody's in on the Giants this year. Well, that means don't start out one and four, and let's not think the season's over in October. Win your games. I'm gonna pull up the Giants' schedule, but I know the Cowboys' schedule is a killer. That's, well, listen, this Brian McKeon fellow I was listening to, he had to me thinking the Giants are going to win six or seven games. Well, I will tell you, I know and he's a talk show on, host. So let's see. So here you go. Here's the Giants' schedule. See, to me, the Giants have a chance to get out to a decent start. Well, let's hear it then. Denver, Washington, Atlanta. Go right. win some games. Win, baby. 
And then, all right, no problem. Then they're in New Orleans. Not easy. But then Drew Brees isn't there. So go win that game. And then they're in Dallas. That's a game that very well could decide the division. Now, Mm -hmm. after that, you know, I mean, to me, I'm looking at this. All right, yeah, they got Kansas City. Well, so do the Cowboys. So does Washington. So does Philadelphia. Uh, Rather, the Chiefs, I I meant. Um, So they, uh, they they should be. They should get out to a good start. If they don't, Al, get ready for the calls all season long. So the Cowboy game is is week five. The Cowboy game is October tenth, week five. Yes, they got to be four and zero going into that. Well, game. at least three and one. Yes, three and one. And remember, Denver doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, really, let's be honest. Washington's Washington. Atlanta doesn't have Matt Ryan anymore, and New Orleans doesn't have Drew Brees. Who's the Washington quarterback now? Uh, of, uh Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh right. <laughs> Which My means his first, it was his first year there. He'll probably throw for 8,000 yards <laughs> and then suck next year. Right. Ryan Fitzpatrick is yeah. still quarterbacking, Jerry. He is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. You're right. The Giants got to go into that Cowboy game week five at three and one. I agree. Three and one, Jerry. And if they're playing well and winning, I don't think you're going to get those calls. I really don't. But if they're one and three after after week four, oof. Or if they lose to Denver week one and Daniel Jones gets sacked seven times, yeah. Have fun. Um, that's actually going to be no joke. I'm calling Izzo. I want a camera on you all morning. Jerry, if I could get this software up and running, when do you, like right now, it's right now, it's the germ of an idea. We just had the idea. Yeah. yeah. How long will it take me to implement that call screening software wherein you have to go through a menu first to tell me what you're going to talk about? Perhaps by next football season. Next football season? I don't have that kind of time, Jerry. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get it implemented. <laughs> I need it implemented. <laughs> <laughs> I need to fast track it like we did the, uh, vac- the vaccine? vaccines. Yeah, right. I need to. I'm not doing any testing. Well, just get it through. The vaccine had some of the best scientists from around the world, yes. and took months and months and months and months. Your germ of an idea has mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Who knows nothing about programming? I need other expert call screeners, Jerry, to join my team. No, you need IT Sharks. guys. Is what no, you need. I need to get on Shark Tank. To Sharks. create the program. <laughs> you ever been ever been listening to a radio station? Hey, your terrible phone callers. What if we screen them out before the screener got to them? Come on, Damon John, you're into this. You're interested in this sort of. Mark Cuban, you uh, are owner of the Dallas Mavericks. When you listen to sports talk in Dallas, don't you wish someone got off all those Mavericks calls first? I do. The call screener. Sharks, I introduce you the call screener. You suck call screener. <laughs> we promise not to put any calls through that suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with that. Let me know how it goes. Speaking of the vaccines, Jerry, I'm seeing like I'm, we're going to need boosters and after eight months of getting the shot. Oh, is that what it is? Eight months? That's what I, I was just reading before going on the air. Okay. So that takes me to basically January because I when? think my second shot was in May, I think. I got to look at my card. This yeah. is what I don't get about the card. Yeah. As more and more places are starting to require it we know madison square garden is going to require a vaccine we know that barclay center announced vaccine um and i saw live nation is going to require a vaccine for all their shows now as well all right am i supposed to carry my if i yes. lose that card i'm screwed yeah yeah I think i'm supposed to carry that well i think what's happening now is they're developing apps that you'll be able to like scan your card in and then it'll just be on your phone oh that's fine okay yeah. so is that out already I think, uh, well, they're going to work on it right after my call screening app. So it may be, <laughs> I may be delaying it a little bit. Yeah, my wife and I actually, for New, state of New Jersey, it's called Docket. But I heard then, so we did it and uploaded our things. But then I heard there was some issues with it. So I don't know where it stands, but we did it. So. Oh, so you have that on your phone officially. Correct. And I think New York state or and or city is going to have something similar soon if they don't already. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to dock it. Hmm. That's what, right. I'm, I'm trying to look right now. Yeah. I'm going to do it. that today. All right. I might do it uh, right after the show. Yeah. How about that? I'm going to walk around just showing everyone my vaccination card. I know, like, Dove walks around with it around his neck. He puts it in, like, oh, a plastic carrying case. That's a little much. Um, but at least he has it. Yeah. I don't know. See, I'm, I'm reading it now. Okay. All right, cool. All right, why don't we do this? It's already 517. Boy, All that right, went Jerry. quick. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, at, I guess at some point we'll get a, we'll get to the crappy Mets. Yankees won last night as well. And plus, we could do like anything because it's like our hour. And then we've got Gio joining us at the top here on The Fan.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, 523, warm-up show till 6 o'clock. One correction, I was thinking Matt Ryan in L.A. That's that's uh, Matthew Stafford. That's so stupid. So Matt Ryan still with the Falcons, still the Giants should win the game. Anyhow. Right, he's uh, old now, lose. Jerry. What happened? He's old now. He is old now. It's enough. Let's go. They should still win. Giants are up and coming. They're supposed to win the division. That's what people tell me. We'll see. That's what I um, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights. Mets lost. Again, I did see the highlights, Jerry. Oh I God. saw that uh, who Chris Bryan hit two home runs. Yeah, and Rich Hill's old. It's enough. <laughs> I mean, God. I mean, I, I don't mean to rip on the. I don't because he's had a nice career, but he like one time through the order, get him out because then it's batting practice. Oh, terrible, terrible. Yeah, this terrible. is a, it happens every year around this time, or sometimes even sooner, Jerry, where the Mets kind of putter along. They look a little impressive early on, and then they get to a point after the All Star break. Now we're, I'm sure, we're a little further along this time, but they go. Uh, they're like kind of hanging in there. Then they go on a West Coast road trip. The games are on at late, late at night. And they come back having lost most of them, and then they're completely out of it. Well, you're not wrong about them losing games on the West Coast and people not seeing it and all that, but usually the Mets are a bad first-half team, and they pick it up in the second half. Is that right? This has been the opposite to where they were good and average, and now they have ju- Remember, Remember Dominic Smith? When the games matter after the All-Star break, we'll pick it up. We're, okay. How's that working out for not you? Not great. Because they, they're terrible right now. Yeah, they stink. They so stink. they're owing... What are they? 0-4 now against these uh, teams that everybody's concerned about. So they got nine games left. Do they get win three of them? Mm, oh, my God. No. Just awful. Awful, awful, awful. I saw Alonzo hit a triple. That's pretty cool. They lost. I know, but a triple is still cool. It's Yes, it's cool. I mean, it would have been more cool if they won the game. But like, you got to be hustling to get a triple. And, then, and not only that, like you wake up, you see seven five close game. Not really. It was seven three. It really wasn't. Right. It was uh, it, the the score was not indicative of how close the game was. No, and you know what stinks too. I would say, and this is just a general statement, not necessarily right. about the Mets from last night. How many times do you see in a game? And I think last night was a pretty good example of that, where the game is kind of plotting along. You know, it's it's a nice little pitchers duel the first three innings. The Giants take the lead in the fourth. The Mets come right back in the fifth inning. Not only tie the game, they take the lead. And that's I think that's where the Alonzo triple comes in. And then he scored the go-ahead run on the sack fly. So it's like, oh, you know what? Fifth inning, here we go. Mets have taken the lead. They're in San Francisco. Maybe they can be. And next thing you know, bam, two runs, back trailing again. And like you don't even enjoy the lead for longer than five minutes. So I don't know, man. Maybe they'll go 0-13 on this trip. Who knows? Alonzo runs weird. He's got like uh, – he runs like he's got like- – like uh, the what are the what's the uh, dinosaur with the tiny the arms? Yeah, he runs like a T Rex. He does run uh, differently. Yeah, he's a different dude. Yeah, Did you probably... when you used to play in the Little Fellas League of Colonia? Yeah. Were you that different dude, or were there people you remember playing with kids that were just kind of odd and out there, or was that you? No, I, uh, I well, I guess it was me if he, if I didn't recognize it on the other team. It's like when they go, everybody has a weird friend. If you don't have a weird friend, you're the weird friend. <laughs> I guess that was me. They were, I think, in like the Little Fellows League of Colonium and the most little leagues. There were, there were kids that hit puberty sooner than others. I was not one of those. Right. Uh, you were in college. <laughs> I do remember getting hair under my armpit in tenth grade. A little bit of hair, but it wasn't tenth in tenth grade. Not until you were a sophomore. Yeah. Wow. And I only remember like a little bit of hairs, like I well, remember like getting a b- big bushy arm armpit hairs, like little little hairs. Yeah, no, I get it. But I still counted. I was like, that was her hairs. That's called puberty. It does count. That is true. Did uh, you have hair on your legs in high school? Uh, I don't know. I, I have large patches of no hair on my legs now as a man. Is that from socks though? No, I don't. I don't know what that's from. I have no hair on my shins. That's weird. Yeah, very weird. All right. Well, I mean, you're not a hairy man. I'm not a hairy guy, Jerry. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, my little fellow's league of Colonia. 
they were the kids that uh, hit puberty sooner, so they were dominant athletes. You probably see this, Jerry. You're a coach. And then there were kids that haven't hit puberty. They stink because they, they can't compete with boys who are becoming men. You know what I'm saying? I would say the age for that, you start to see the separation is 11 and 12. Yeah, because now everyone's eating chicken with uh, with bio- antibiotics in it. Is that what it is? And the things to try to make the chicken breast larger, plumpier. Well, there are kids. Juicier. I mean, I was watching, I was actually watching a little bit of the Little League World Series yesterday, and there was a, you know the picture of Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve at second base? Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. There was a kid that hit a home run yesterday, and when he comes around third base, the first kid out of the dugout, you know, they're going to mob him at home plate, is probably standing four foot three. The kid that hit the home run, I believe, was 5'10", 135 pounds. Now he's a string bean, but he was 5'10", at 12 years old. So one a... of those types of kids are one that are, you know, that's what you're talking about. They're a little ahead of the others. We had a kid on our Little League team, Jerry. He was seven foot four, five 525 pounds, came over from Grenoble, France. That would have been quite imposing. Oh, my gosh. If I could have had Andre the Giant on my Little League team, how dominant that would have been. I think if you could have just gotten a base hit on your little or base hit, the one year dominant for you. Listen, sometimes you hit the ball where that you know you get these games, or you just hit the ball right where they're right where they're playing you in the shift, Jerry. And that happened to me a lot as a kid. I will tell you, a friend of ours, and this is very much like you, a friend of ours' son who really isn't into baseball, but you know, when you're a kid, you try everything. He tells the story that uh, he was hitless for the season, and so they go into the last game. As my friend Scott tells the story, it's, it's perfect and perfect for you. Tells his son going into the last game, get a hit, and I'll give you twenty bucks. Like nice. you, you know, just to try and anything to make sure he's locked in. So the kid goes up there, and he struck out the first time. Second time he goes out there, and he fouls the ball into you know, like there's a yard that lines the border of the property of the complex. Fouls the ball off into the yard, wound up striking out, and then I, th- I don't know if he got up again. He got up like twice. Gets in the car. He's like, Where's my twenty bucks? Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't get a hit. He goes, I hit the ball into those people's yard. Yeah. Where's my twenty bucks? That's the that's my kind. See, that's the kind of kid <laughs> I would like to have, had, Jerry. <laughs> that's actually funny. So you got to hit them where they ain't, but on the field, right? You got to hit them where they ain't. It's not yeah. easy. Sometimes, like you wonder in Major League Baseball, how guys ever get hits. Like there's a player every looks like every thirty feet. There's someone right there. Well, that's why it's Major League Baseball. They're yeah, incredibly fast. They're difficult. incredibly athletic, and they catch it. Like the kid last night was it Jonathan? What's the kid's name from the Yankee game? So the Angels, it's two one, and it was early. It was two one in the first inning last. Night. And then no one scored for the rest of the game, which I thought was kind of odd. But there was the one situation in the fifth inning, I believe it was, where the Angels had a guy on and the ball gets tattooed to right center field. And Jonathan, you would have thought it's a run, uh, a game-tying RBI double. And Jonathan Davis runs it down. Oh, and I saw that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's your that's exactly the point you're making is it's really tough to get the ball down. In baseball. That's why I get hit over the fence. I thought of when that guy, uh, what's his name, Jerry, the center fielder? Jonathan Davis. Yeah. When he made that running, I, and he looked so great in that Yankee uniform, I was just thinking, like, this guy can look at that video now. Like, he was one of the, he made a great play in center field yeah. in a Yankee uniform. I would say if you make cool. a great play, yeah. or if you have a big home run, even if you don't hit many, if you yeah. had a big moment, that's yes. something you'll never, ever, ever forget. Well, that's the other thing. Like yesterday, you and Gio were talking about whatever uh, Mets team that was where you you were rattling off some of these players that were on it. You're like, oh, my gosh, Like, where is that guy today? Yeah, right. What's Schoenweiss doing today? Right. My question was Dickey. R.A. Dickey. What is he doing He's a farmer. today? Yeah. He's a farmer. He's got 59 animals or Milk something. Milk and cows. Milk and cows. I did see Garrett Cole very impressive, Jerry, in his return, other than that first uh, first inning home run he gave up. He was good. He had seven strikeouts in the first three innings or something? Yeah, nine uh, total in his five and two-thirds. Yeah, he looked good. He looked like himself. I mean, I think, you know, for him, if this was midseason without the pause due to COVID, I don't think he would be thrilled with only pitching five and two-thirds. But given the fact that he'd been gone for the last two weeks, what he's been dealing with, I think the fact that he got into the sixth inning was great last night for them. Yeah. No, they did a good they really did a good job. And you actually got it wasn't a closer spot, but you got Zach Britton back in there. Granted it was only a handful of pitches, but he went out, he retired the guy he had to take care of. And, you know, they got through it and Chad Green closes it out. So it was a good night for the Yankees. It's a one off with the Angels. And, you know, now you got two with Boston today. Keep it rolling, man. Keep it rolling.
So I got a one o'clock, one o five, and a seven o five. Yeah, so I guess this is one of those split doubleheaders, huh? Where they got to get a everybody split. out of the stadium. Get out of the stadium. I would try to hide in the stadium if I was uh, like a kid really into baseball. I'm sure someone tries to do that. I would like hide in the bathroom. In a stall. Hide in the bathroom. I think this is what you do. You hide in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You put your feet up on the seat. Yes. So that if they look underneath, there's yes. nothing there. You stand on the toilet. You think that's someone's job to go push every stall door open? Uh, yeah, but no, but they don't do it. You like, think they're just lazy, quick look. Yeah, because you don't know what you're going to find when you push a stall door open. Now, would you tweet that you were there? Uh, no, but once the game started, I'd be like, I just hung out in the toilet, and I'm getting a free second game. If I were you, I'd wait till the second game is over. They might find you. Oh, right. <laughs> Did you see the guy in the ninth inning last night that went that ran to the mound in San Francisco? No. Oh, you didn't see this? No. What Ninth happened? inning, this jackass runs out onto the field. Somehow he must have climbed over the fence in left field and kind of just casually made his way closer and closer to the infield. And then he runs out to the mound. He gets on the mound and does a fake pitch. <laughs> and then I don't want to say in he between gave... innings. Uh, it was yeah, it was it was in the ninth inning. <laughs> and so it's hard to see with the video exactly at what I wasn't watching it clearly because that was about know, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you were sleeping. Uh, but the video that I did see, he goes out there, he goes to the stretch, he makes his pitch, steps off the mound because now you know security's got him, and he doesn't even try. Like he makes a quick little jolt, like he's going to go through them, but they grab him and they just take him off. See, what I a like stupid that. Stupid way to spend the night in jail, though. Yeah, but it's cool. You're like, listen, I was on the mound in San Francisco, and I—that's worth jail time. It's not worth jail time. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But it was kind of cool to be like, I was on the mound in San Francisco. I suppose, and someone did capture it on video. I know they don't put it on the TV. Someone did capture it on video, though. Like I have a photo when they were building. Uh, well, the stadium was already built, but when they were be- were preparing the then Thunderdome in Tampa for the Rays season, this was probably 1997. Prior to their 1998 start, they were preparing the stadium for baseball, and uh, the mound was up and everything. I do have a photo of me in jeans doing a wind up on the mound. In That's Tampa. very cool. So you, as the sports <laughs> reporter that you were, yes. You were given that opportunity. Yeah, I was given that opportunity, Jerry. I uh, I took a picture of where I was a catcher behind home plate, where I was a pitcher on the mound, and where I was a center fielder. Did you ever think at that point that you would play softball games <laughs> on the field at Yankee Stadium? No. I right. thought that was going to be my, my one and only shot of being on a major league field. Isn't that something? Meanwhile. Did you, let me ask you this before we take a break. Yeah. In all your reporting days, or whatever you were. Did they ever? Days. Did that station in Tampa ever give you a shot or ask you if you wanted to do a, a show? I did. Uh, yeah, I filled in one time. Oh, you did? Yeah. And did you get through the four hours? I did get through. I think I had three hours. I did get through the three hours. Do you have a tape of that? I would love to hear. Uh, I don't know. It was not good. I do recall it being not great. Well, it was only a time. It must. Have, it couldn't have been great if it was the only one time. And I remember I, I came on after Imus because we were carried Imus in the morning. No kidding. Yeah. So a little midday show with I Al Dukes. A little midday. Yes, that's right, Jerry. Were you the solo host or was it like, you know. No, I was solo. You did a solo show for three <laughs> hours in midday? Yeah. Who were your guests? I had no guests, but I, I had a lot of calls. Back then, talk radio got a lot of calls. That does not happen anymore. Uh, no, it does happen in other day parts. It doesn't happen in our day part. Yeah, like, but I, I listened mean, to Sal and, Mo- Sal and Moose yesterday. It calls nonstop yesterday. Is that right? Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe I, I just shut down. Them together. Um, it, uh, maybe I just shut down the callers too much. I see Sal's uh, hosting with Kim Jones midday yes, today. Midday today. Sal, I don't believe, is back on the overnight until after Labor Day. Wow. I don't know what he's doing next week, but then the following week, it's me and him in the morning. I want Sal to be more of a star here. I think Sal will be because I think Sal is awesome. Yeah, me too. I think Sal is, and I've, I've said this many times, I believe Sal has been underutilized. Correct. So I think uh, he's got a chance here. Just keep doing what he's doing. Does he have an agent? Maybe I'll be his agent. Maybe I'll uh, go that I direction. I don't believe he does. Is that I right? I could be wrong about that, but I don't know. You have to ask him. Hmm. Anyway, let's take a break because we're running late here. It's 536. More to do. I'm not sure what, but we'll figure it out as we always do. And then Gio joins us at 6 on the fan. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, barreling our way toward 6 o'clock. G joins us then. It's the warm-up show. Al, I know you've got a full, full topic sheet, which is always a good thing on a... What's today, Tuesday? Today's Tuesday. That's always... It's like not enough time to get to everything. Oh, Jerry, it's so full. It's uh, it's popping. Uh, it's pop, things are popping out all over the place. <laughs> Topics are just falling out. you got a popping bulge. You got a popping bulge, Jerry. Here's an interesting uh, thing I saw on. I believe it was uh, it was ten uh, ten wins. Maybe I saw this at a uh, man in New York City. A Sunday night attacked by a hatchet wielding maniac at an ATM. Now yeah. this was at five twenty in the afternoon. I thought it was going to be like one of these, like at ah, two in the morning. You go to listen. You go to an ATM at two in the morning. You expect to be attacked by a hatchet. Carrying maniac, not five twenty in the afternoon. No, you should never be attacked by anybody ever. Um, five twenty in the afternoon no. is even worse. Right, five twenty in the afternoon, Jerry. That should be that's a safe time to go to the ATM in my book. You would think was the man arrested? Um, Please tell me who was the, arrested. The hatchet wielding maniac, Jerry. No, I the think, man going to the ATM. <laughs> I think I got off on a technicality. He said, "Well, you don't have video of me hatchet wielding attacking." Now, I don't know if they caught that guy. The the uh, the victims in stable condition, though. There have been ever since they did that little segment Boomer and uh, and Geo did mm-hmm. on doom and gloom scrolling or whatever you call it. Doom scrolling, yeah. It's not even doom scrolling. It's called reading the newspaper. Right. It's the news, Jerry. I mean, it is. Have you looked at the headlines today? Um, I look at some of them. Oh, I mean, it is just horrendous. There's nothing else to say. I just look at the ones that affect me potentially, and I'm like, okay, well, I go to New York City, uh, so a hatchet-wielding maniac story I'm going to read. Yeah. No, I get it. There's, it's, uh, especially when you're in at New York City. Now, in fairness, and I do think the good thing about the construction being done by our building mm-hmm. is that for the most part, we can kind of park right by the door. Yes. And not walk like 17 blocks to work like Eddie does. Right. Um, so that's a good thing. But Right. We're less likely to run into a hatchet-wielding maniac if uh, you have a short see, walk. This is this is what I'm talking about. Like, I just went to the New York Post. Do All I right. need to see this? Bob Dylan accused in lawsuit of sexually abusing a 12-year-old girl. No, we don't need to see that, Jerry. I mean, come on. Mr. Ay, Bob Dylan. Yay. This is just, yeah, Bob Dunn, this is the New York Post. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm looking for the headlines to see yeah, you're what lovely for... stuff happened yet. Navy veteran mom murdered by 13-year-old oh. in their home. All right, Jerry. God. This is taking a turn. I had a <laughs> well, fun story. Well, you started it with a axe-wielding person at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It was a, I started the Jerry with a hatchet-wielding maniac story, which is could be hilarious. That's never hilarious. Well, it sounds uh, comical. Not No, it doesn't. Hmm. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> By the way, Jerry, did you see the Atlanta Falcons, who you mentioned uh, the Giants have uh, early on in the season? They have 100% vaccination. I did see that. Their first team, uh, first NFL team. Hey, good for you, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I mean, great. How, that? How did that? That's pretty good. That's that pretty is very good, good. There's a lot of guys on a football team. Uh, yes, there's, and not only that, it's more than just the guys in the football team. You think about all the coaches and the staff. I right. mean, it is a lot of people. To get 100%, they were in one holdout? Yeah, the WFAN team doesn't have 100%. No. Is that true? Oh, not even close. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought everybody was doing it at our place. Jared, I'd like to read to you now a list of people who are not vaccinated and should be publicly shamed. I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, I doubt. I read mm-hmm. that I saw the docket app that uh, Eddie was talking yeah. about, but I was also reading articles from the Wall Street Journal in the USA Today mm-hmm. that basically says just take a picture and put it on your phone. Is that is it that simple? I did that, uh, so I don't know if it's going to be if that's simple enough. But that's what I did. Like I'm going to a concert in a couple of weeks. Can I just show them my phone and here's my here's the picture of my card? I don't know. I don't know how that works. And what happens if they don't let me in? Then you out of luck. <laughs> Boy, you are okay. out of luck. I started watching that Malice at the Palace documentary on Netflix. Okay. 
way too much background information so far. Yes, I totally agree. I don't need to know everything about Ron Artest's childhood. Al, I told you when it was first uh, made public that this was coming out, I don't know what I'm going to learn. Like, I feel like we're just digging up old stories to try and put out content. Right, and it's almost like we don't have a full—this wouldn't be a full movie— Unless we did everyone's background. So it's like, like Ron Artest, Reggie Miller. Let's put it uh, this Jermaine way. Jermaine O'Neal. It's an hour and nine minutes, and it could have been 30 minutes. Right. At least in my opinion. Yeah. So well done. I mean, it was not like it wasn't, you know, it was very well put together, but it was just information that I agree with you. Not totally necessary. Yeah, I'm probably 20, 25 minutes in. 30 minutes in, and yeah. I'm not sure we've even gotten to the Malice at the Palace part yet. Well, that's the thing that's interesting is they show it in the beginning, and then it takes a left turn. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's all this background information for a half hour. You'll get to it. I want to say I would bet the last 30 minutes is where all the footage, all the extra footage comes in. And when they really start talking to the cops and a couple of the fans, uh, when they really get into it. But that's yeah, I'll be locked in. The middle of it is, it's it's a lot of information that I don't know is really necessary. Right, a little slow. It was, 100% it was a little slow, no question. So you will go back to it, though, and watch the uh, end. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing. But okay. it was just a little slower than, than normal. Yes. I mean, if I'm going to set time aside where I'm not watching 90 Day Fiance or any of their spinoff shows, then I need it to get right to the point, Jerry. Yeah, now in fairness, this isn't a five-parter. It is only an hour. Right. You know. That's true. So I think you probably should finish watching it today. I will. I'm going to watch it today, Jerry. You got a lot on that calendar today? <laughs> well, today, Jerry, yeah. So I'm going to have a lunch when I get home. I'm going to eat lunch. I got to walk the dog, probably take a nap, maybe exercise. So really nothing. Then, the, you know, the afternoon gets away from you. <laughs> I'll tell you, yesterday, I had one of those days yesterday, which is rare, where there's nothing on the calendar. And all I'll tell you is this. God bless you. It's wonderful, isn't it? I was bored stiff. Oh, I love by one. No, I'm I'm serious. By one o'clock, I said to my wife, I said, uh, "I'm going to go out." She goes, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm going to get in the car. I'm going somewhere." She goes, "Why?" I'm like, "I can't sit here and do nothing." I'm like, "I already watched one TV show. That's it. That's, I'm good. I watched uh, a, a CSI New Orleans. Not CSI. I always do that. NCIS New Orleans. I'm like, I watched one. Not watching another one. That was good. I watched an hour." I'm like, I can't, I cannot sit here and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So I got in the car. I was at the driveway. I'm like, oh, really have no destination. So I got out of the car and I went and fell asleep on the deck. There you go. See, that's a nice day. Jerry. It was a, no, here's how I feel like yesterday was complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. I it was not productive at all. But you worked. Yeah, but this isn't. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't look at this as anything. I, this is fun. This, to me, is not work. I don't know. Why isn't your team still playing, your Little League? Uh, we're in hiatus. We, we pick back up. We go to we go to Maryland for a tournament in a couple of weeks. So they've got a few weeks. We lost our championship game two weeks ago, our summer league championship game. So we had been going straight through from February, basically. We're, yeah, mid-February, I would say. All right. So I said, take a couple weeks. So we're going to get back together. We got a couple of uh, scrimmages next week, and then we're going to Maryland. And then, now, now Jerry, forgive my ignorance. Now, if you had won that championship game, would, is that part of like the Little League World Series? No, 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 not at a all. Different no. league. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, nope. I don't know how teams get into that. They always go. Oh, it's always like Tom's River in New Jersey. Always gets in the Little League. Well, it's not like, always. I mean, how, how do they get? I'm sure you have to, undefeated teams all over the country. You have to win in. your district, then you have to win your state tournament, then you have to win your regional tournament. You got to be really good. Hmm. And Tom's River's not always in it. I mean. We hear about them because of Todd Frazier and now his nephew, but they're not in it every year. It's hard to do. It's really hard to do. But you've also got, yeah, I'll tell you where a lot of these teams come to uh, come from as well are from big towns where they got a lot of kids to pull from. Tom's River is enormous, as you know, Al, being down there. Yes. It's a big town, a lot of kids. So they've got a really good program. Matter of fact, when we've played down there in Tom's River, we've played some games. Like, Frazier's name's all over the complex. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It is pretty cool. I was so. hoping they would put my name up at the Little Fellows League of Colonia. I don't know why it hasn't nothing. happened yet. I got nothing, Jerry. And then they should put that one year. Mm-hmm. Here's what they should do. The Al Dukes Pavilion, you know, like where they sell like the snack stand and everything, yep. could be the Al Dukes Pavilion, and then they could put your one year where you went hitless. 
Which See, you can be a failure as a child and be a success in life. Which I think I was 12 years old. So if you do, I was born in 69, 79. Would 1981. Have been 10, 81, 1981. Dukes, 1981. 0 for 28, two walks. Two walks. And look at him now. How you turn failure into success. Exactly, Jerry. And you persevere. And Amy Lawrence is going to persevere right what? now as well. We've got an Odyssey oh. Sports Minute. Yeah, that's right. What does she have to say? Yeah, you know what she's talking about, Al? Sports. Sports. <laughs> Hit it, Eddie. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes, and we'll get you uh, Geo in here at the top of the hour. Mets lost late last night, early this morning in San Francisco. Good win for the Yankees over the Angels. Real quick, I just saw photos of uh, Candace Cameron. Remember her from Full House? Yes. She looks incredible, Al. Is that right? She looks younger now. I'm not going to say what she's doing the show, but, she, I mean, she's 45. She's amazing how in great shape she's in. Is that right? Yeah, well, really I'll have something. have to Google image her, Jerry. And the Bob Dylan lawsuit, I just read the article, is from an incident in 1965. Yes, quite a long time ago. Yeah. Doesn't make it right, Jerry. No, I didn't say that, but it's but, also not like it happened last right, week. Right, exactly. That's all. I did see that Max Scherzer is not a fan of getting a pat on the butt from the manager. Uh, He's a little intense. Uh, Dave Roberts uh, smacked him on the butt every inning, I guess. When he has a good inning, he comes in, uh, he pats the guys on the butt to let them know, hey, good inning, and uh, Max Scherzer doesn't want to be touched. Boomer's a butt patter. A oh, big butt patter, yeah. yeah. I think hey, where'd you go there, Chief? I think that's from the you know it's from the football days. Yeah, like a, like a pat on the butt from Boomer. Yeah, like oh. b- uh, butt patting. Uh, Chris Russo was a butt patter. Yes, I'm sure he still is. Right when he when you would go past him, yeah, smack down the butt. Yeah, and he would also give you that deep tissue massage that would hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the uh, guys just uh, having their way uh, using their hands on you in the hallways. Very strong hands. Yeah, so I'm with Max Scherzer on this. Don't Are you a hard handshake guy? I will. I will mirror the handshake of the person handshaking. So you go in for the handshake. Yeah. Not so tough, but then the guy squeezes and you squeeze back. Yeah, then I'll squeeze harder. If they give me a dead fish, I try to show dominance by doing a more firm handshake. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, All right, I so you show... like to follow, not lead. Yeah. I want to see you. what do you got me. But, like, you know, uh, who's that magician that uh, the great car- – what's his name? Uh, the, Johnson? The, no, the old, the, the old magician who uh, – who we used to have in here occasionally, he would give like a very aggressive handshake. Was it David Blaine? Was that his name? No, not no. David Blaine. WFAN and WFAN FM, New York, and Odyssey <laughs> Station. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app.